Hello, my name's Elijah, and welcome to my podcast, Songwriting for Songwriters. Joining me today is a very special guest, Jane Sibbery. Iconic and enigmatic, Jane is one of the world's most unique and gifted singer-songwriters. Her songs are very deep and profound and moving, and she's one of the most interesting uh, songwriters and humans I've spoken to. So if you're not familiar with her work, then listen to this podcast and make yourself familiar. And if you are familiar, you'll know what I'm talking about. So I hope you enjoy this uh, rare and um, interesting conversation with Jane Sibbery. Thank you for listening. Joining me today on my Songwriting for Songwriters podcast is Jane Sibbery. Jane, how are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Um, Looking forward to to your slant on all this. Well, it's kind of, um, this whole podcast was really set up just to talk to songwriters about the process of songwriting and and what that is really for them. And there's, um, you know, everybody has different feelings and uh, thoughts about it. But I was very interested to talk to you for a number of reasons, really, um, which I'll I'll go into as we... um, as we talk but one of the things I'd like to ask you first of all is currently what you're working on actually and what kind of themes or what you've been thinking about if you are working on something new I am um I'm working on a new recording and in the middle middle of it so it's a great time to ask me right and the things I'm thinking about what's drawing from the past two or three years um death life (laughs) rebirth what could possibly help us um, move towards greater integrity which i think is the only way we're gonna um help help uh not take the planet down Mm. okay yeah that things like that yeah that's um that's a brilliant concept straight off off the bat do you think what personal integrity do you mean and how that can sort of help uh shift consciousness yeah, um, I don't think the blame thing works or feeling like we're victims. It's all like self-work, self-integrity. Yeah. Um, your own back, tiny, tiny little postage stamp. And that that's how things change, not from blaming government or anything like that. I agree. That's interesting. So you're about halfway through the new records. That's that's quite exciting then. So uh, you're right in the heart of it. Yeah, I am. Fantastic. Um. From my listening to your music, one of the things that um, comes across to me is you're obviously an incredibly honest and intimate songwriter. And it seems to me you're comfortable with being open enough to share yourself through your words and melodies and your voice very deeply and profoundly. Are you like that in real life or is is your kind of work, your um, modality for expressing yourself like that? No, I think I'm, I'm that way in in all life. I I think um I think I'm have found people who are interested in the same things enough that most of the time we're having really meaningful discussions. I think like a lot of people, not just us, it, it just feels like um go right to the heart of the matter if you can, not too much chat, although there's value there. Yeah. You know? Um but yeah, the um time is uh I don't know. You lose interest in in um, superficial things, yeah. And it, life is much better with more efficient communication. I think. Yeah, I would agree. And do you see songwriting as as a 
tool for communication or is it more of a um, method of expression for you? Um, I think both. Okay. Um, I think that's why I like performing so much because there's a huge sense of communion that happens. Yeah. And um, also I'm guided by um, live performance as to what works for people or not because, you know, you can feel the resonance or not um, or from comments. It, it does guide you. Do, do you find that um, as a songwriter, when you've written a song, which is obviously meaningful for you and an expression of where you're at, and then when you put it out into the world or you play it live, a somebody else, a fan, or will, will have their feelings about that song and they may be different from the feelings that you've expressed yourself. How do you feel about that relationship between your relationship with your songs and your fan base's relationship with uh, your songs? Well, unless I made a, a big boo-boo and really got it wrong in communicating, um, if it's in the ballpark enough, it's all fine. I couldn't care less, you know. Okay, okay, cool. And um, so, when you were growing up, um, uh, um, in your in your upbringing, what kind of music were you exposed to? Were your parents or your family musical? Did they inspire you to be musical? What was going on musically? Uh, well, fortunately, we had a piano in our house, so we used it like a toy. Yeah. You know, we just sit down and bang, and then keep running. And then, um, so we all got to play it naturally, play music naturally, and we all could play by ear. But um, my parents were just hardworking, you know, and um, most of their influence was what they won at Bridge Games, you know, so we had a wide variety of, like, um, Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass, um, the women folk, if you've ever heard of them, doing songs of Shel Sheldon, uh, like hokey songs. Okay. Things like that. Um, um, and what influenced you to sort of commit yourself to being an artist or a songwriter? Was there a kind of particular point in your life or an influence that made you decide to that to commit to that? Yes, the physics law that nature abhors a vacuum. Okay. <laughs> so I I heard things that I wasn't hearing, and I thought you know they fit in somehow. So I would. That would give me the extra momentum to maybe finish finish a song so that I could hear what I liked and was maybe missing. And then the feedback from people at, at a certain point made me think, yeah, maybe it's um, there's value there. And then I had another, um, and, you know, like a lot of musicians, different reconnoiterings where you don't understand where you fit in or that the music industry is so bizarre that yeah. you don't know called the music industry it's an industry and you have to sort out a lot of these things I think you know to get your get yourself finally to the point where you're back to loving what you do yes yeah and so about um you know two or three years ago I well with with the decline of natural sales channels for musicians um I had a long thunk of um is this just a vanity project? Like, why would I deliberately choose to do something really bad, like go into debt mm. every time I record? You know, why would anyone? It's because it's debt is not energetically good, but it's a constant state for a lot of people, um, especially if you just want to keep creating it. So is it a vanity project or is there value? 
And then I, I thought, and am I going to just stop being a musician because of the stupid things that have happened in corp, corp, the corporate world? Like, is that going to tell me how to spend my life? Right. Um, and then I got sort of rebellious against that concept. And uh, so I thought the most important thing in this life is to be a musician, I think, for me. Yeah. So I made plans to sell this little cabin that I have and um, devote myself to every penny going towards music because I have a lot of big ideas that excite me. Like, I just like to work fast. I like to do films. I like to do an, not an opera, but a musical based on the stars and stuff like that. Right. Stars and stars and moments between people like those human constellations too big things and i thought am i just gonna stop having these ideas because of money like or so i didn't end up selling my place no one wanted it um but i that's my that was another point of commitment to music sure 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 is it's um you're someone who clearly to me has a very um you look after yourself as an artist i think and you also are very authentic as an artist and you can listen to from album to album you know you're not afraid to explore and go where you want to go throughout your career because you've been commercially successful as well as well as obviously critically acclaimed and loved by fans has there been at points like a battle between sort of the industry wanting commerciality and your um your your artistic authentic uh, authenticity has that ever been a struggle for you? Um. Yes. Yes, that's why I left um, Warner Brothers Reprise because they wanted to keep going, but they said we if we keep going, we have to hire a producer for you. Right. And then I thought about that, and I thought, well, will I get what I want? What I hear which is the only point. Yeah. And I knew that was like a death, death knelling, death knell. So, um, yeah, that chain, that was a struggle, but it wasn't really a struggle. I mean, I knew what I had to do, but yeah, like I said, other points where I didn't know where I fit in or, or I was losing lots of money for record companies and that doesn't feel good either. It's their business decision, but it just doesn't feel good. You want everyone to win-win. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, happy. But obviously the artistic expression and the authenticity is, is like the most important thing, right? Because that's why you're why you're here, to do that. So that will trump um, those other kind of commercial um, elements, I suppose. That's the most important thing, to be true to yourself. Yeah, although I am very commercial. I, I, I love good pop music. Yeah. You know, the kind of like treacle or honey, you know, yeah. you can hardly have something magic. Elton John has that a lot, you know. Sure. I, and you can hear that. In your, you can hear that in your melodies as well. You know, it's not like you're. You're not. I don't think as a songwriter, you're, you know, arty for like any reason other than expressing yourself. But there's there's a lot of you know. I've been listening to you a lot the last few days, and as a pop song would, those hooks and those melodies are in my head. They're equally as um as hooky. Um. In your work, there seems to be quite a lot of reference to the sacred, the divine, religious imagery at times. Do you have a faith and and, and an interest in that area? And if you do so, how if does it impact you as a songwriter? 
Faith. Oh, you said faith. Yeah. Um, I have lack of faith and it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Walk on water is a good example of that. Um, I just don't understand how people could walk on water, how they could want that with all their heart and soul. I think that's the only way it would happen. Anyway, so I do, I do write about it. And uh, I suppose I've, I've grown a lot in the past three, four years. Maybe all of us have. That would be great. Yeah. If it's, if it's right, if it's right for each person. I mean, and that's the only, has to be right. But, um, so maybe I have more things in order. Like, um, I have a different understanding of what love is. I've always struggled with thinking, I don't think any of us really know what love is, but, but we use the word a lot, you know? Yes. And, and, uh, what do you think it is? Um, I think I've maybe felt it twice in my whole life. It's, it's unconditional. Mm. It's completely unconditional, you know, like no matter what I do, I need never expect judgment. Okay. Never judgment, you know, it's like, but I don't, that's a goal for humans. I don't think we're naturally like that. Maybe mothers, I don't know, or fathers. Yeah, sure. I think with parenting probably is the closest uh, we'll probably get to it. But, uh, oh, and dogs. And dogs, yeah. Absolutely with dogs. The love between a dog and a human is a whole different level of love. It's um, it's something else too. It's amazing. I'm a dog owner, so it's, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. When now, after, um, I never understood why dog and God were, you know, spelled back, each other spelled backwards, but... Now, maybe it's clear to me that dogs are the closest thing to unconditional love. So in a way, there's a mysterious link. I don't know how it happened, but yeah, yeah teaching us all the time. Absolutely. I have a song called um, Bountiful, Beautiful, and it's about, you know, pe- the pressure of people coming into life on this planet. And there's, they have questions, as they should. Like, is it going to be dark all the time? Is it going to be quiet like it is here? You know, are we going to be lonely? And um, will we hear anything? And then the things most important to me, like, yes, we'll hear. Um, no, it won't be dark. We'll see colors like we've never seen before. It'll be unbelievable. Or will there'll be a sound, the sound of nature. And then beyond that, this thing called music. And music, what's that? It's like we've got something really special coming, you know. And then finally, we you won't be lonely if you don't want to be because we're gonna we have a value-added thing happening, like a two for one. You if you get a dog, we're gonna give you the gift of a dog yeah. if you want. Except I don't say dog, I just say there's a surprise gift if you if you don't want to be lonely. That's beautiful. How do you write a song? Is there a process? Is it a feeling that you follow? Do words come first? Do you have a concept first? Does music first? Or does it change all the time? What's what's your sort of process that you uh, go through when you write a song? Um, I think that I usually see it and then the words are drawn down to match it. Nice. Does that make sense to you? It does make sense to me, yeah, it does. Yeah. Is that how you write yeah, I tend to find that for my, I will probably go to, there'll be some kind of instinct feeling, then I'll reach a piece of music and then I tend to just leave it. And like you said, it will, the, the words or melody will, um, 
I will I will kind of see it as a geometric thing that's moving in circular motion, and then the words will kind of fit that. They they will the melody I believe has an architecture for the words, and I can try and find the words, and I do try to. But the, what tends to happen is they'll fall out of the sky or from somewhere and slip into place. That's my experience of it. Oh, you must love, you must really appreciate nature and math then. Is that right? I appreciate nature. My maths isn't so hot, but like, I think there's, there is like a kind of um, mathematics to nature and to the universe design. So I tend to think there's, and music. So I think they interlock. And I suppose from my own point of view as a writer, I tried my best to not put too much of me into it whilst knowing it's coming through me and get out of the way for it to come. There's a communion, which I know sounds rather uh, lofty, but that's my experience of it. I, I think it's fine to say it the best you can, whether it sounds lofty or not, is moot. It yeah. is sacred. It And you use the word architecture. And to me, that's like order and math. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. math, it's cool. But yeah, that sounds, I haven't heard your music, but I'm going to, I, I look forward to hearing it. Thank you. That's kind. Do, 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 you, do you believe in the concept of, of um, the muse, like the unknown force in terms of like as being a songwriter? And if so, does the, how does the muse show up to you and what's your relationship with that kind of element? I've always sort of rejected that. I, <laughs> it sounds like third party, but I think it is um, the muse that I would say that seems more precise is inspiration. And okay. and that to me is like a very very high vibration. That's yeah. direct direct line to the greater. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And does that do you could you? Is that does it show up randomly, or do you think there's a kind of pattern to your inspiration um, that comes to you? Uh I, it just comes. I, I'm not a very good sit down and write for an hour, so. Uh, it just comes, but I do think the higher we keep our vibration through what we read and, yeah. you know, not using negative words, et cetera, the, maybe the more um, you'll call them, you know, the magic to you, so to speak. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So it's quite important to you as, as a human being, as an artist to, to, um, curate what you listen to and watch and and consume artistically of vibrationally is it is that a thing for you yeah i mean i like a lot of bottom end when i'm feeling really sexual or whatever just you know connected to the earth in that kind of beautiful way yeah. but so i use it for everything it's not just it's not just precious i mean precious to me sorry to forget that last little bit but um yeah, uh, and that's why we listen to different music, right? We're yeah. reaching into the medicine cabinet for what we need. And that's the job of a musician in a way. Yes. I know it's a, it's a who who are your who were or who are your influences musically speaking or songwriting from a songwriting perspective? Um I've always loved Neil Young because I trust him. Yeah. I trust his con connection to between his heart and his music. Yeah. Um, and that to me is like the essence. Um, lots of people I don't really trust, I guess. But 
so it can be anywhere. It can just be someone at a hoot, hoot nanny or something. You know, if you see that beautiful thing, even though they're not polished, and that influences me. And um, the cleaning lady at a friend's house who um, she wrote, and and it's gone. I can't even tell you what it was. But when the wife died, she sent a a note that was so simple, like sorry she died. Or it wasn't that, but it was like, I thought, that's proper communication yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Little things like that, you know, like, yeah. that's simple and straight. <laughs> I, I'm not as straight as I'd like to be sometimes. <laughs> There's a great line, actually, in one of your songs that I just have to highlight, which is so beautifully worded and balanced, but simple, but big. And I really like that when someone is do that. And Neil, someone who does that for me as well, which is let my blessing simply be to know each moment blessing me. I mean, thank you for that. <laughs> I needed to hear that yesterday. And it's such a balanced and beautiful, simple statement. Is is um you're obviously you're a fantastic lyric writer and you say things very powerfully. And I have to say there are times where I listen to your music and I don't expect to be opened up in quite the way it happens but it's it's so profound and deep sometimes where I just get unlocked and Neil can do that to me you've done that to me it's quite a thing to do do you spend a lot of time balancing words or is it again a flow state um probably more of a flow state yeah but I've fought with my mom a lot I hate to say it now it must have been hard to live with but it that I'm grateful to her because she made me hone my words okay. with such acuity, you know, to fight back. Yeah. You know, so that probably helped. But um, yeah. And when I see signs on the road, I'm often redoing them in a better way. You know, yeah, I love words and I love people who love words. It's just a beautiful. Um, do, you, do, you, do you read a lot? No, not. I used to when I was younger, but no, I I don't a lot now. Okay. Um, you changed your name as an artist for a period of time to Isa. And looking back now, do you think, how did that, um, well, it's very interesting what you said, because you said you, I read an interview in which you said you were quiet for 24 hours and then took on that name and left Jane behind. I think that's really interesting as a thing to do. And my name, Elijah, is not my name. So I'd, I've gone through a similar process uh, myself. Looking back now, what did that period of time and that change of identity, if you like, what did that do for you as a as an artist or a songwriter? And do you, yeah, what do, how, how did that impact you? Did it give you freedom? Yeah, it did. Um, gave me freedom on other levels too. It's like, I don't have to hold my face a certain way. I don't have to walk. I can just do anything I want. I really needed that clean slate because I was very, and am still very self-controlling and I, I had to break it or die. So, um, you know, I let my face go slack. That might sound funny to you, but my forehead go up. It was like an experimental, wonderful time. Um, and then when I, um, when I, I let, I sold my house and everything and just, left for a tour with one suitcase and you know I saved some stuff in the locker etc cetera, etc cetera. but wherever I ended I stayed so I was in Brussels and um 
you know, it was a, a great night, lots of love and warmth in the room. And the next day I was like kicked out into the masses with no one recognizing me, no one saying hello, no one, you know, n- no specialness about me. I was just like everyone else sitting alone in the pub, you know. Yeah. And um, um, so I thought, what am I going to do? So I, well, I wasn't planning. I said, just, I was just doing. So I heard someone had a studio. So I went every day and wrote a new song. Right. Anything I wanted, anything like as I as derivative as I wanted, you know, I didn't put any <laughs> breaks on. And um, yeah. So it was kind of you just mentioned the word, the, the phrase earlier about something self controlling. That was an exercise in letting go of self control and just and going doing something else. Yeah, it wasn't black and white. Life is subtle, but yeah. Fantastic. Um, your songs and albums are really beautifully arranged and considered and have a very huge sound. And I feel as a listener, I'm kind of, to want of a better phrase, uh, held, if you like, uh, whilst they're happening. Um, but I also really love your album Teenager, which is very stripped back and um, simple. And it's, it's just you and a guitar. Um, how do you know where to go with a song which I imagine arrives quite in its piano and voice or guitar and voice. How do you know where to take it? As you're writing it? As you're you're recording it, actually, as you're recording it. Oh, yeah. Um, Same as writing, you just sort of listen and and feel in your body. I I think musicians use their bodies a lot and it's great especially when you get past the you know drug phase and sugar phase you you can trust what you're hearing a bit more but um yeah um and each record i think has its own tone so so you're listening for that how things will blend together so it's not by my third record i realized something was really weird in that every my first second and third record were both wide spectrums of the kind of songs I write, which meant they all sounded the same by the third one. Right. And then I started to create more tones to each recording. So the fourth one, The Walking, I think, had a, a real autumn feel to it. Um, gold and darker reds and stuff like that. And then the Bound by the Beauty was different. And then when I was a boy, um, just to make them unique, which I think is sort of good songwriting. Yeah, sure. Did Michael Brook and Brian Eno influence you as a, as a songwriter? And if so, what, how? Not at all. Okay. Yeah. Good answer. That's a really good answer. Um, and when you talk about like your, the, I, I was told by my manager, um, my, my ex-manager, that when listening to a mix, you'd know that mix was complete where you could sit still and your body wouldn't move or be agitated. You know, so there was a place of kind of stillness within and you've spoken a couple of times now about um, feeling uh, art through your body. So is that, a, you rely upon how your body feels, do you, for decisions? Yeah, seems a lot of people do. Yeah, there's a state of rest. So even if there's more work to do, you know that that's good enough. But that ex-manager, that sounds very um, aware of him. And um, I just want to add that I really enjoyed working with Brian Eno sure. and Michael Brown. 
much. As far as influencing my songwriting. And not even arranging, because I did change some things after I worked with him. Yeah, great. Um, if you could introduce a new listener to your body of work, could you pick, and you might not be able to, but if you could you pick three songs that would be, that you think represent you as a songwriter? And if so, what would they be? Um, something filmic, so maybe... Um... The Bird in the Gravel or The White Tent, The Raft. And then something like um, One More Color or, you know, Red High Heels. And then maybe one of my new songs, like Bailout, which is more about how I see the world in a much more, not political, but, um, you know, just how we're all trained to serve the greater greed rather than the greater good you know yes i do all that yeah so i didn't have that as part of my work before but now that sort of extended the spectrum a bit okay has that been like a recent sort of shift in in uh perspective yeah it, it i could never talk about you know worry about the planet till i wrote bound by the beauty because yeah. it was i knew what was coming and i it was too painful but i found a little way to talk um not to express pain P people shouldn't feel pain about the planet i don't think we will anyway all by ourselves but if you're doing music about it it's like if you're if you want people to build a ship this is from someone else you don't tell them you know how you're going to do it and we'll get this done by this you say this is what you're going to see when the ship is built and you start to sail to faraway places mm okay so so the songs you know uh, that i told you about oops bound by the beauty no um bountiful beautiful i went in circles and circles with that trying to find the find a place where you're kidding this planet will actually give us these you know rivers teeming with fishes and purples rolling down the mountains and um that's the way i finally settled on talking about something really painful yeah 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 that's a nice perspective point to write from actually do you um do, do you think you have any advice to give songwriters as as a songwriter it's it's quite interesting because you said earlier about in reference to brian and michael just what came across there was like how obviously they impacted the music and you know they're people and we all have people that producers managers friends that will influence us but um, obviously you, you're a very playful artist, I think, and somebody who's very, has a lot of integrity. So it seems to me that like, you're quite happy with who you are as an artist. So I'm wondering what advice you'd give to a songwriter. It, would it be to kind of really hone in on their artistry and who they are, or maybe I'm sort of putting words in your mouth, but what advice would you give to an artist or a songwriter to, from your point of view as a writer? Yeah, you guessed it. Yeah, I would say um, the best thing that they can offer is who they are in this lifetime yeah. with whatever they've learned and um, that trust their voice. I mean, if you just sit still for five minutes, say, what melody do I hear right now? It's there instantly, you know, and just work that way. It's exciting and it's 
fun. And I think authenticity, if we can use that dry sort of ugly word, is um, it's uh, being our essential selves, which is the reflection of our biggest, most mysterious selves. I think, you know, you don't have to try hard. You don't have to invent anything. But if if all the songs on your record look like um, irises, then say it. These songs are irises. You know, don't, I mean, dig deeper for how you really see things. Everyone's beautiful and mysterious. But um, when you try to write from the outer perspective, then it gets, um, it's really not very generous to the listener. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. If you, do you ever have a situation where like, um, how often do you write songs? Is it like a like weekly thing or is it just as you feel it? Just as I feel it. As you feel it. And if you have a feeling to write a song, but it doesn't kind of go well, if you like to use a sort of judgment or you don't, you're not happy with it. Do you keep going or do you abandon it and just, or, or do you see it as just a domino to the next one? Yeah, no, I see it. I'm a bit like a, a hunter. I feel sometimes I have a big flashlight and look like a cartoon. Go <laughs> <laughs> circling the magnet of the song until I get it right in my body. Um, but some songs I've let go. I thought they were too brain influenced, you know, too clever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it, I think this initial idea for a song, if it captivates us, it's like a magnet, you know. And it just, like you said, starts drawing colors into it and types of words and like into the architecture of the magnet, so to speak. Yeah. And um, it magnetizes enough to give you the the drive to finish it. The magnet gives you the drive. Brilliant. Do you still, is what is songwriting for you? And there's a lot of people refer to songwriting as like therapy or expression or something they have to do. What what if if you could sort of put it into a sentence or two? What what is what is it for you? Is it a love? Is it a need? What what is it? Yeah, I've never honestly liked hearing this from a songwriter on stage when they say, "I just had to get the song out of out of me." It's like, well, that sounds a bit like um, evacuation, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, thanks a lot. You know, like, did you also decide whether it would be for the greater good mm. for a listener, or is it gonna like? maybe um, embed ugliness into their system when they really don't need more, you know? So I don't feel like feeling dumped on, but maybe that's just the way the person says it. So I would not want to say that to you that I have to get it out, but I, there is a magnet and a drive and you don't know what its greater purpose is. And I don't think we should, I think we keep things fun and simple. Yeah. And, but yeah. So yeah that would be it brilliant um i have a question which i ask uh, everybody um which is if you could have been involved with the process of writing a song which isn't your song so someone else's song um what song would you love to have written and had in your head or uh, created by somebody else and why? um there are a couple songs on the sound of music. Great. That I think are just like I go to the hills when my heart is lonely. They didn't go to the valley, they went to the hills. I know I will hear what I've heard before. I just think it just gives me shivers thinking of those 
words and then the melodies within those songs are so long you know they don't repeat for a long time yeah, yeah. They, they suit people's natures like netflix you know longer stories people love longer stories i think they can handle big jumps you know yeah. and basically watching like tv series it's like the adult version of saying please can you please read another chapter and then we finally get to decide it's like, wow, this freedom is fantastic. That's what I always wanted my whole life. That's so true. That's, <laughs> so true. That's so true, isn't it? It's just that thing of like, oh, I can watch another episode because I'm because I'm allowed to, because I'm me. Um, yeah, Sound of Music is a, is a phenomenal force of work. I think it's, uh, I actually sang Idlevice at my grandmother's um, funeral. And, uh, you know, I think it's, in many ways, I've always thought it's been quite a punk rock song because of the, where it comes in the film and what it's saying. So a beautiful, one of my favorite films, Sound of Music. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the lift in Edelweiss, where are you? It's like a perfect for your grandmother. Like, I don't know, just beautiful. Yeah. Do you like Inspire. music? Are you a fan of musicals? Um, I used to, yeah, knew all the songs for Oklahoma and, carousel and our school did them yeah fantastic um I'd, I'd like to write a musical someday yeah i could hear yeah. you doing that let me just say that too like a lot of people because they're too hokey it, it just it's so hard to go from talking into oh my god they're gonna sing a song yeah <sighs> but i think there's maybe a, a good i'd like the challenge of it yeah i'd like that. yeah Brilliant. Jane, thank you so much for your time and insights into you, your, into songwriting and, and you as an artist. And um, we look forward to hearing your new album. Do, do you have a kind of idea for when that might be coming out or is it it's still just sort of flowing and happening? It's flowing and happening. Brilliant. And where can people find you? I guess your website is the place to go and listen and find out what you're up to. Yeah. Probably, or maybe Facebook, yeah, but my janesabri.com is probably the best way. Brilliant. Thank you so much for being my guest. I really appreciate your time. Appreciate that your expertise as an interviewer, Ajit, it was really a pleasure. <laughs>